0: just kidding. Uh, This is a very special day for me today. Um, My beautiful daughter, Roxy Jean Wolfe, is uh, getting baptized today, and I get the distinct honor to do it. It's a day that I've been waiting on probably way longer than she has, but she's finally uh, made the decision. So, Roxy, is uh, Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life? Yes. Yes. In, uh, in obedience to Jesus Christ, <clears throat> I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, <clears throat> buried with you in baptism, and raised to walk.
1: Good morning, guys. Um, this is Miss Maddie Seward, and I have such an honor of getting to baptize her today. Um, I love this girl, and I swear to know her is to love her. So, Miss Maddie, do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Then, because of your obedience to him in faith, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. course, I come, just happened to come across. I think the Lord put it in my path this week. A Bible study about redemption it says in Exodus we see the Israelites being led out of Egypt, out of slavery, through the Red Sea, and into the Promised Land. And similarly, in the New Testament, we see Jesus came and He led us out of slavery to sin through the waters of baptism. And into our eternal promised land with Him. That's redemption. Why is redemption even necessary? What's the point? What's the purpose? Well, obviously we need redemption to spend eternity in heaven with our Heavenly Father. But in Exodus 3, 11 through 12, it says, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out, Israelites out of Egypt? And God says, I will be with you sign to you that is I who sent you. When you have brought those people out of Egypt, you will worship God on the mountaintop. So literally, God is saving Israel, delivering them from their bondage, breaking their chains so that they can worship him on the mountaintop. And God is doing that same work in us today. He's delivering us from our bondage. He's saving us from our sin. He is breaking down chains. For what purpose? That we would worship him. That we would be able to spend eternity worshiping him. But that doesn't start when we die and go to heaven. That starts today. That starts this morning. That starts with our every breath. God, we are here to worship you.
2: The Christ is my full
1: foundation
2: oh, right on which I stay When everything around me's shaken And I've never been more bad I put my faith in Jesus Cause He's never let me down He's faithful through generations So I will you won't Jesus, in the darkness, over every enemy. Jesus, for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus
1: you you're faithful, praise cause you're true, praise cause there's nobody greater than you,
2: oh, I'll praise cause you're sovereign, praise cause you reign, praise cause you rose and defeated the grave, I'll praise cause you're faithful, praise cause you're true.
0: Good morning, church. This is your first time visiting with us in person or online. Welcome. We're so glad that you've decided to worship with us today. At New Covenant Church, we invite all people in the communities where we live to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. You can learn more about NCC, become part of our church family, or join our volunteer team by going through our Connect class online or attending one of the upcoming in-person classes. If you would like to bless what God is doing through the ministries at NCC with your tithes and offerings. You can use the offering boxes or give online at newcovenantlandpasses.com. If you have any questions about what's going on at NCC or want more information on how to get connected, please stop by the Hub Desk after the service. Again, we are so glad you're here with us this morning. Now let's open and prepare our hearts for the Word. Thank you. I just want to take a moment and uh, tell you a little bit about our life groups. If you are looking to relationally connect here at NCC, uh, our life groups or small groups are a fantastic way to do that. uh, You can find information about all of our groups on our church center app or on our website. Uh, And I also want to let you know that there's a new group starting this evening. It's going to be at 6 p.m. in our conference room. Uh, If you would like to attend this particular group, the best place to park would be in our east parking lot or in the Golden Chick. Uh, And on that note, just so you're all aware, Golden Chick has graciously always offered to be an overflow parking for NCC. So if you ever have trouble finding a parking space... Uh, any other time, you can always park in the Golden Chick parking lot. Uh, this group's going to be led by Ray Fott, and the topic is going to be on spiritual warfare. So if you would like to attend that group, just come tonight at 6 p.m. in our conference room. And it's back here in this uh, east corner. Also, I uh, just want to take a moment. Y'all may have noticed before, uh, there's at least one full row, maybe a partial another one, of Young Life Ministry. Uh, Pastor... Pastor Cody Leach has been part of NCCR for a long time. And he's been the Young Life pastor now for quite some time. And one of the young ladies that just got baptized is part of the Young Life ministry. And I just wanted to take a moment. Our our church uh, supports them. It's one of the ministries, one of the local ministries that we support. They're an evangelistic ministry uh, to the community. And they're currently working uh, on one of their fundraisers. It's a pork chop dinner that's going to be on February 5th. Uh, Cody and multiple of the board members who are also members of NCC would have those tickets if you'd like to get some of those. A hundred percent of that, uh, whatever's donated through those, goes to the ministry because Benny Boyd uh, donates all the pork chops and all the food and they cook it and everything. So uh, it's a very big blessing. So y'all can support that evangelistic ministry uh, by getting tickets uh, and you could get there. They've got Facebook All the social media, all that kind of stuff, you can find them uh, if you don't find them here. But I just wanted to let you know about that as well. Well, we've been covering a lot of ground in this series on redemption. And before we get into the message this morning, I wanted uh, to take a minute just to refresh our memory on a couple of the things that we've covered. First of all, is that if we desire to have a relationship with God, we must be redeemed. And the word redemption or redeem means to atone or make amends for error or evil. To save someone from sin, error, or evil. To compensate for the faults or the bad aspects of something. So knowing those two things, it becomes very clear that if we desire a relationship with God, something has to be done to atone or make amends for our sin. We also need to know that we can't redeem ourselves. It's impossible. Colossians chapter 1, 13 through 14 says that he, speaking of God the Father, has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. If we have been redeemed, it is only through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And if we don't accept the free gift of redemption and the forgiveness offered to us through Jesus Christ, our only option left is to pay for it ourselves. Which Romans 6.23 makes it clear that the wages of sin is death, is perishing, is eternal separation from God. The only thing we can accomplish on our own is to remain dead. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's good news. Redemption is an amazing thing. I hope that you have either come to understand that or have been reminded of that as we've gone through this series. If you have your Bible with you this morning or your Bible app, I'd like to invite you to turn to Psalm 107. We're going to spend most of our time in that passage, and we'll get there in just a second. This morning's message isn't going to be so much about being redeemed as much as it is on what we're called to do after we're redeemed. We're basically answering the question how do we respond to redemption? And the passage that we're going to look at is actually the first one that comes to my mind when I think about redemption or the word redeem. I actually thought that I was going to start out this series with this passage. But God had other plans. And as often happens when God has uh, us do something that's unexpected or that we weren't planning on or that we don't understand, it usually only makes sense in hindsight. And after Pastor Jeff shared his message on redemption last Sunday and shared his testimony, it became very clear to me that this message was very fitting to end the series rather than to start it. So let's take a look at Psalm 107 starting in verses 1 and 2. And I'm sure for some of you, this is a very familiar passage. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His steadfast love endures forever. And that word that's there for steadfast love is hesed. It means steadfast love, loving kindness, goodness, mercy, faithfulness. All of those qualities of God endure forever. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from trouble. God is so good. We could spend all morning just talking about the goodness of our God. And those first few words uh, in verse 2 are the ones that came to my mind and that come to my mind when I think about the word redeem and redemption. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And depending on the version of Bible that you have... uh, that word so might be either italicized or in brackets. Um, And the reason that they do that is because they're saying that that word wasn't in the original text. It was added for clarity in the English language. There was no equivalent word in the original for our English word so. So if this verse were to be literally translated into English, it would read something like this. Let the redeemed of the Lord say or let the redeemed of the Lord speak. So if if you were to take the time to meditate on this passage, I think some questions might come to mind. And I did take time to meditate on this passage, so some questions came to my mind. Questions like, who's supposed to say? When are they supposed to say? What do they say? So who's supposed to say? What's the obvious answer? Let the redeemed of the Lord say. The redeemed. Who is redeemed? Those that the Lord has redeemed. Both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God is the only one who can truly redeem. Here's another question. Who is redemption available to? If you look at the next verse, three, it says, and gathered in from the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. God offers redemption to people from the four corners of the earth. He has gathered us in from all lands. And because of the way that Psalm 107 is laid out, we're going to look at the next two questions, which are... When do the redeemed say and what should the redeemed say together? And I would also recommend that if you have time this week, read all of Psalm 107 because while we're going to cover quite a bit of it, we're not going to look at the whole thing. So we're going to pick up in verses 4 through 8. Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of men. So we're going to break down these five verses so that we all understand what's happening here. Because there's a pattern in these five verses that's repeated in Psalm 107 over and over and over again. So in verses 4 and 5, they're describing the state of the people. A state that they had found themselves in. And then verse 6 gives their response. Their response to their current state was crying out to the Lord in their trouble. And He delivered them from their distress. Verse 7 says how He delivered them. And then verse 8 says what their response should be now that God has delivered them. Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of men. Now we would go on to verses 9 and 12, and we're not going to read all those, but what those verses tell us is that the people rebelled against God. And verse 13 says, when they found themselves at the end of their rebellion... They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. And the next verse says how God rescues them. And verse 15 says, Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of man. Can you guess what happens after that? Verse 16 through 18 says how they acted foolishly and sinfully to the point of death. And when they found themselves at the point of death, verse 19 says, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and He delivered them from their distress. And God answered their cries and healed them and delivered them and redeemed them. And again, verse 21 encourages them let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. Verses 22 through 27 says, Then they tried to do their own thing apart from God until they came to their wits' end. Can you guess what they did when they came to their wits' end? They cried out to the Lord in the midst of their trouble. And He delivered them from their distress. It says He answers them and He calmed the storm and He rescued them. And once again, verse 31 says, Let them thank the Lord for His steadfast love, for His wondrous works to the children of man. Look at this. Verses 6 and 8. 13 and 15, 19 and 21, 38 and 31. 28 and 31. They cried to the Lord in their trouble over and over again in their distress. And over and over again God delivered them. And over and over again they're told to thank the Lord for His steadfast love. What we find in Psalm 107 is testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony of what God has done. That's what Pastor Jeff shared with us last Sunday. His testimony. Remember what verse 1 and 2 said. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. Pastor Jeff literally lived Psalm 107 last week. He gave thanks to God for his goodness, and he said so. He spoke of the redemption that he had found in Christ Jesus. He told us how he was redeemed from trouble. And what are the redeemed to say? We're to give thanks to God and we're to share our testimony of how God redeemed us. How through Christ Jesus our Lord He has delivered us from our trouble. And when are we supposed to say it? All the time. When things appear to be good and even when they appear to be bad. We give God thanks and praise. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances. Not in some, not when it appears to be good. In all circumstances give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And the Word of God proclaims that uh, over and over and over again that in any situation, in any place and time, we're to give God thanks and praise. If we have been redeemed, we need to say so. And we need to give God thanks. The easy thing to do is complain. Amanda opened worship this morning, talking about Moses being sent to the Israelites. And God told him, he said, the way that you're going to know I sent you, you're going to come back to that mountain, as she said, and you're going to give me praise. But a lot of things happened in between that time. God delivered them from slavery. He set them free from their bondage and their captivity. He split the sea so they could cross through it. The word tells us that for 40 years their shoes didn't wear out and their clothes didn't wear out while they were in the wilderness. He provided food for them every single day through manna. And when that wasn't enough and they wanted meat and cried out, He even sent them quail. When they ran out of water, if there was no source, He brought it from rocks. But what was their response? Over and over and over again, when God didn't answer in the way they thought he should or in the time they thought he should, they complained. They complained to Moses. They complained to God. They complained over and over and over. The natural state of humanity apart from God is to complain We could have a hundred things to be grateful for and one bad thing happens and we make that our testimony of the day. That's what we proclaim. But God has not given our complaints to us to have a testimony. He says, testify of your redemption. Testify of my goodness, of my faithfulness. Be thankful On the dumbest things when we have so many things to be thankful for. How about we lay our complaints down this morning and find something to be thankful for? Like the fact that we've been redeemed. Tell your testimony. And not just your salvation testimony or testimony of the past. Share your testimony that you're walking through today. There's so much power in our testimony. The testimony that Pastor Jeff shared last Sunday accomplished so many things. And so much more than we could probably ever realize. There were people who were encouraged, maybe not even for themselves. Maybe they have a a child or a friend or a family member who's going through some of the things that he described. And what his testimony did was encourage them that there's hope for them. God can redeem them, they can continue to faithfully pray for them and trust and believe that God will come through. He is faithful. No one is too far gone to be redeemed. And I know it encouraged individuals, ourselves, things that we may still be walking through or going through or struggling through and seeing that God delivered Him from those things. It gives us hope in our current circumstance that God can redeem me. The word that... Candy shared this morning about God and His love and that we're all called to that forgiveness. It's for all of us. If we will accept it, if we will receive it. There's something powerful though with our current testimony and this is something that God's been laying on my heart for a while that I think we overlook And by current testimony, I mean the thing we're still in the middle of. What we're struggling with. What we haven't been delivered from yet. Candy and I were driving home yesterday from Colleen, And when we got on the golf course road uh, that connects to how um, the sun was shining right in our eyes. I mean, completely blinding. I couldn't see the road from my perspective. She couldn't see the road from her perspective. I mean, we were totally blind. And I slowed down to almost a stop and tried to get in the middle of the road. And I I said, man, if there was somebody walking on the side of the road, I couldn't see them. Like, I can't see anything. That's what our testimony today looks like. Not one of us in this room knows what this afternoon holds for us. We don't, we, you've got plans. Only God knows how those plans are going to unfold, let alone tomorrow or the next day or the next day. In that moment, we couldn't see the next piece of ground we were going to drive over. But if someone was ahead of me and they looked back or they were coming from that direction, They could see perfectly clear. And they wouldn't have even known I was blind. So when we share the testimony of the past, of what we've been through, like Pastor Jeff did last Sunday, we're speaking to the person who's blind in the moment. If they're dealing with the same thing now that you've already been delivered from, that gives them hope. That gives them encouragement. It shows them that the power of God is real and He can set them free in that area. When we share what we're in right now, I'm blind. I don't know what's next. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. All I can do right now is look back and I see clearly that God has delivered me over and over and over and over again. And I can give a testimony that God redeemed me and saved me and has brought me through all of those things. And even though I can't see the very next step, I can proclaim and be thankful for what He's done and I can be encouraged by the person who's ahead of me saying, He's going to do it here too. He's going to set you free there too. That's our work. When we we get saved and redeemed, we're not 100% fixed at that moment. There's a sanctifying work that God works in every area of our life, but it takes time. It takes practice. It takes walking with Him. I shared with the last... Service about uh, free throws, and I was like, I'm not even going to do it, but I'll, I'll, I'll like, I have no skill at basketball, so whatever I would do would be horrifically wrong of, of the way that you should throw a free throw. But God, God put that example on my heart this morning. I was just thinking, even, even a high school player, a middle school player, and then you go on to college, and, and the professionals who make it to the NBA they've practiced hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times and then thousands and thousands of times and then 10,000s and 10,000s of times and then hundreds of hundreds of thousands of times and you know what they still miss sometimes a lot less than <laughs> a lot less than me a lot less than anybody else but they still miss but they hit a whole lot more than they miss. But they did it over and over and over again. And we have a testimony because every time we fall down, God picks us back up again and we can get clean again by the blood of Jesus Christ and He will walk with us by our side. And every time we fall, we can get up and maybe we take two steps before we stumble again and we get back up and maybe we take five steps before we stumble again and we get back up and we keep going and going and going. And one day, in one of those particular areas, God completely sets us free. And we have a powerful testimony in that area. But guess what? There's another area. He says, well, that's fantastic. Now let's look at this. And we start practicing and walking and going again. It's the process of sanctification. And we'll do it till the day that we step into eternity with him. But we can start it now. We're called to start it now. About five months ago, I shared with y'all that I would turned my most of the stuff on my phone off. So I've got access to email. No, no, I don't even have access to email. I've got access to phone calls and texts. That's pretty much the functionality on my phone. So it doesn't have any social media, no internet. Um, what else? No games. I even took that stuff off. Like, I... It was just distracting. It was taking too much time. And then there would also be things, even if I wasn't looking for it, that would come up. I was reminded of the, the passage in Job uh, 31, verse 1. Yeah, he says, I've made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully on a woman. But man, when you have a phone that's connected to all the crap that's out there, it just comes up. It doesn't matter if you're looking for it or not. And I was like, I don't want this stuff. So I, I took that off. That was one more step in that process. You know what I found out after I took that step? I got a whole lot more steps to go. There's more junk out there and more things that I've got to cut out too, just to get closer. And I'm not saying that, I'm not telling anybody to do that. You've got to, God's got to get you to that place where you're ready to take that step. But He gives you the power, He gives you the ability. But if you're not there yet, if you're not ready, You can't do it in your own strength. It has to be with Him and with His power. If you try to do it in your own strength, I guarantee you, you will fail. How many people, I'm not, don't raise your hands, but how many New Year's resolutions have already been blown? You know, we're on, we haven't gotten out of month one yet, but how many things were we going to do different? but we were going to do it on our own, in our own strength. But when God, in His timing and His power and the redeeming work that He's done in your life and that He's working in your life, when all those things come together and it's time, you can take that step in His power and then have a testimony of what the Lord has done, not what you've done or accomplished. We need to be thankful for everything that God has already done where He has brought us from, and where He is taking us to. And there is power in being thankful. Psalm 95.2 says, Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. Being thankful is the beginning stage of finding the presence of God. Psalm 104 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. We come into His presence and into His gates with thanksgiving and praise. We need to learn and practice being a grateful people in the presence of God. Not just in our heart or in our mind. We need to say it. Out loud, speak it. I am thankful for my wife. I am thankful for my children. I am thankful that God has redeemed me in Christ Jesus. And we need to give our testimony out loud. Speak it. Say it. Use your mouth and proclaim it. Share it. Every opportunity that the Lord provides. And for most of us, that's one person at a time. If you want to dig in a whole lot deeper, there's a handout that you can pick up on the way out. It's got... It would be another 10, 10 messages or so worth. But I put it together of just a lot of Scripture references and the things that Christ accomplishes in redemption. But you can pick one of those up on your way out if you want to continue on in this study and along. use it as an aid as you uh, read the rest of Psalm 107. But at this point, we're going to close by reading Titus 2, 11 through 15. For the grace of God has appeared, Bringing salvation for all people. He's called us from the north and the south and the east and the west, training us to renounce ungodliness. Training us, taking that shot over and over and over and over again to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. When? In the present age, He has redeemed us and delivered us to be transformed and be living testimonies today. Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for Himself a people For his own possession. We are his possession. We are a people who are zealous for good works. So declare these things. Say so. Speak it. Exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you. I'd like to invite the ministry team up now. And I want to invite you, please, take the opportunity to pray with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Pastor Jeff shared last Sunday how the word says that if we confess our sins one to another, that God will be faithful to heal us. There is power in bringing the things that we have in the dark to the light. If you have need for a healing, Maybe you've been praying about something for a long time and you just haven't felt God work in that area. Come and pray with them. If you need prayer for your marriage, come. I've I've gone for prayer here and in many other churches over my lifetime more times than I can count. And I guarantee I'll come forward many more times And I can guarantee you one thing. I have never regretted it. It was always a blessing. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning, come and pray with a brother or sister in Christ. Come to the front and pray and acknowledge what God is speaking to you as Amanda leads us in worship. give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from trouble. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the redemption provided to us through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Lord, that if we want a relationship with you, it has been totally provided for we give you all glory and honor and praise and father i ask that you would give us the boldness Lord, to speak to say so to tell our testimony lord and not only the the victorious testimonies of the past but the current testimony that we're struggling through the current testimony that we're building the one that we're crying out to you in our distress knowing that you're going to be faithful to deliver us that we might give you glory and be thankful again. Lord, and in the midst of that, that we remind ourselves of everything else we have to be thankful for, the fact that we've been redeemed, the fact that uh, you have come through over and over and over again, and that we can faithfully stand on the promise that you will come through and deliver us once again. Lord, let us speak. Let us say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Pray that y'all have a blessed week and the ministry teams will continue to be available if you would like uh, to come up for prayer. God bless you.